Welcome in to a very special edition of the Return of the War podcast. Myself, Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli, as always, joining y'all uh, on this Monday, 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 after the NBA uh, draft, which uh, we tried to record on Friday. Things went haywire, so now we're You'd coming to you. would be surprised about how there's not <laughs> many places to record in a radio station, but we're we are finding that out every week. So we're working on a place to lock it down. For now, we're back on the stage, so... No comment. I have no nothing yeah. to add to that, but uh, yes, it, you'd be surprised at how hard it is to record something audio wise at uh, at a place that functions solely off of audio. But that is, uh, we'll put that behind us. TBD, TBD, TBD on an official location. Uh, again, I might as well get the business end out of the fr- out of the way. On the front end, uh, you can watch us right now on uh, YouTube.com forward slash Sacktown Sports eleven forty, where we will be posting the video version of this podcast up on there. Uh, uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up, hit the like, subscribe, all that stuff and more. Uh, we'll be trying to come to you uh, once a week at least uh, throughout the off season and then during the season as well. Um, who knows, you might get some extras there as well. Um, but let's get into the draft. Uh, you know, it was definitely a different situation this year as the Kings didn't own a lottery pick, didn't own a top 10 pick. They were picking at 24. Uh, well, we're supposed to pick at 24. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to yeah. that in a second. Um, but in terms of what they bring back after draft day, bring in Xavier guard Colby Jones and uh, Furham uh, forward Jalen Slauson with the number 54 pick in the draft. Uh, they did trade the number 24 pick as lo- along with Rashawn. Rashawn Holmes, excuse me, as I'm getting choked up about Rashawn leaving. <laughs> I thought you were getting choked up about Omax. Yeah. Oh, That's my what you're gosh, up dude. About. We'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, the Kings send off 24 and Rashawn Holmes to Dallas, essentially for cap relief. And uh, as Frank mentions, for uh, Omax Prosper as well. Um, but let's start off with number uh, 34, the guy that the Kings are actually bringing back. Uh, the Kings move up. Uh, currently, we're sitting at 36 and 38. Was 30, it 30, 38. 38? And then moved up with the Boston Celtics up to number 34 in order to select Colby Jones. Um, Shams is reporting that it was uh, the 38th pick and a future second round pick uh, that the Kings gave up to get Colby Jones. Just a couple numbers here on Colby Jones. Uh, his career through college averaged 12.3 points, 6.2 rebounds on uh, 49% from the field. Last season at Xavier, his junior season averaged 15 points per game, 5.7 rebounds, 4.4 assists, 1.3 steals on 50% from the field. Uh, earned himself all biggie second team. Um, also was uh, in 2021-22, so a sophomore season was the NIT's most outstanding player. Uh, he started 82 of 86 games uh, through his three seasons at Xavier. And uh, here's a quote from his uh, his Xavier coach, Sean Miller. Says he embodies the qualities that you would want in a team. He does everything. He takes pride in defense. He rebounds the ball. He's very unselfish on offense. His overall well-roundedness, not a word, is what makes him such a good player. Uh, so it seems like Colby Jones is really just uh, kind of like a not a Swiss Army knife, but a little seems like a plug and play kind of guy for this Sacramento Kings team. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on on Colby Jones being brought in here to Sacramento at thirty four? I think as soon as Chris Murray came off the board at twenty three, it seemed like there might be something going on. And literally, I think the update right after the Woj uh, or I guess Shams was the one tweeting pics. Yeah, right. Woj yeah. didn't on on draft night. So if you don't like spoilers. Woj was the guy you should follow because he wasn't spoiling picks this year. But as soon as Chris Murray came off the board, 
my phone vibrated immediately, and it was the Kings traded the pick. And I think that kind of, I don't know if it was related. Maybe the Kings were holding out hope for Chris Murray. Maybe we'll never know. Um, but once that pick was, that trade was made, Colby Jones is a guy that a lot of mock drafts had in the late 20s. It was mid-late 20s. Yeah. So I think he was a guy that we uh, at the draft party heard the Kings liked him at pick number 24. Mm-hmm. And I think they might have been doing some digging and found out he could potentially be there later in the draft. Once they saw that he was there at 34, they made a move up. They made a move up four picks from 38 to 34. But he's a guy that I think when you look at what the Kings need, he kind of fits that bill of interchangeable guard forward who yes. he has a six eight wingspan. He can Love defend that. positions one through three. Um, I kind of liken him to someone that could be a Josh Hart type player mm. because he's a good rebounder, six five, six eight wingspan. He's a good defender, good rebounder. He can knock down threes. That kind of screams Josh Hart to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe that kind of comes at a good time as Josh Hart, someone who I personally would I've always liked and wanted the Kings to go after. He just re up with the Knicks, which it wasn't a surprise. He, he's mm. he's buddies with Jalen Brunson, but um, I think Brendan Nunez he highlighted it on Twitter. I think he might talk to you guys today on on, on the air about he it. Did. But uh, Jones is, is a guy who would fit well in the Kings' offense. He's a guy who can operate well off dribble handoffs. I think that Xavier's offense really revolved around that type of offense, and that type of flow. So when you think about what the Kings need and what fits in with this current group and this current roster, Colby Jones is a guy that makes sense. And I think yeah. a lot of the guys we looked at before, Omax, Chris Murray. Um, Max Lewis, a lot of guys that ended up going to other teams, they were kind of lengthy defenders, and and they kind of fit the bill in other ways. But um, I think when you look at the shooting potential, the defensive potential, um, he fits the age bill too. He's twenty one again. We we kind of mm-hmm. predicted that last week. I think yeah, older rookies. The Kings were going to go for someone that was more in the age range of of this Kings core. He fits all those those bills and checks all those boxes. Love that. Yeah, and if you you gave Josh Hart, you think that's the your your best NBA comp? I think so. He might be a little. I mean, a little different. I think he obviously. I think he's better um, on ball, not on ball, but better with the ball in his hands on mm-hmm. offense. And Josh yeah, Hart it seems like it. Yeah, uh, he's, I think he can create. He was an assist guy too. What was he? Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. Just yeah, under four and a half. He really did year. a little bit of everything. Four mm-hmm. and a half assists per game. One point three steals. He loved that. The free the free throw shooting is interesting. Concerning. To me. Wow. Very concerning. How are you? Guards that can't shoot free throws will, will always be interesting. Doesn't to make me. any sense. He uh, took 4.2 free throws per game last year, shot it, <laughs> very concerning, 65%. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I looked at the, that was his sophomore season. I'm sorry. His sophomore season averaged 4.2 uh, free throws and hit them at 68%. Uh, last season for Xavier, he shot 124 free throws, which is 3.4 per game, concerning. and knocked those down at 65%. So Concerning. Very concerning. You know, I mean, and De'Aaron Fox, give him some credit. He took a leap forward, and he yeah. is someone that can make – he makes he makes free throws. Now. I mean, he was, what, 78 yeah. 80% last year. Mm-hmm. But having multiple guards on the floor that can't knock down free throws is a little bit of a concern. I think Davion yeah. and, and – Aaron both kind of share those concerns, and yeah. you don't want to bring another guard in the fold. But obviously, he's someone who has the makings of a of a strong shooter in the NBA, and we'll see if he can take that over to the, the next level. Yeah, I think if I had to give an NBA comp, I think he reminds me a lot of the guys that Boston has in their backcourt, kind of like a mixture of like Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. I know was like Kevin O'Connor shades of. I really like that as as. 
obviously like a high end ceiling for for Colby Jones. I think he's I like, that. like you mentioned, he's somebody who seems to be really competent with the ball in their hand, um, but also somebody who's not afraid to do the dirty work and and really, um, I think he shows potential as a scorer. I don't love, um, especially him around the rim. Didn't seem like he, he was too crafty around the rim. Has a really good floater game though that um, that I was really impressed with. Uh, I think it's a guy that you know if you're going to say what role would he fill on this team I could see in year one being kind of like what we saw with Terrence Davis where it's like he comes in maybe once every five or so games and if he has it great if he doesn't it's not the end of the world but I think that there's definitely a a role that could be carved out for him in year one where I, I think realistically you could see him get in get in some game action here. Like, I don't think that this is somebody who's going to be um, like what we've seen with Keon Ellis or no. anything like that. Like, I think that this is this is going to be somebody who who's going to be able to possibly crack the rotation. This is a fringe first-round pick and someone that yes. probably should have been a first-round pick. Yeah. I mean, again, on all uh, any mock draft I saw, yep. Colby Jones went anywhere from 22 to 29. And, yeah. Um, even CBS, I did like a little roundup of where all the mock yeah, drafts had. Yeah, saw that. Had. That was great. CBS had him as as their pick, the Kings pick at twenty four. Wow, so look at that um, sources. It, it it really is a player that I think is one like you said will come in and make an impact from yeah. day one, or at least they will hope he can make an impact and they'll give him the opportunity to do so. But um, my first thought when the pick was made too was okay, it's a guy that's six five. He can play guard. He can yeah. play forward in a pinch. He can be a shooter. I mean, yeah, Terrence Davis. Probably on the odd man out I here. Think I mean, so. that might maybe yeah. the writing's on the wall, and you wouldn't think so when you see him play big minutes in Game Seven of the playoffs. <laughs> but uh, it looks like he might Whoops. be he might be on the way out. Yeah, um, that might be a swan song. Yeah. Yeah, and that wasn't the only move the Kings made. They uh, they also selected, as I mentioned, Furham. Is it Furham? Have we gotten an I, official is pronunciation? Fur, is it Furman? Furham, Furman, Furman. I think it's Furman. Furman. F-U-R-M-A-N. I'm sorry, Furman. Furman, uh, Furman forward uh, Jalen Slauson with the 54th pick. Uh, this was uh, the Kings' actual pick. They didn't have to move up for this. Uh, Slauson is a six-seven forward who played five years at Furman. Isn't that uh, crazy. You see all these is. fifth-year players yes. coming in the league. Yes, I think that's what um. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis was right because he was like a twenty three, going to be twenty four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a red shirt season in there somewhere. But it is really strange to a see these, these guys. guys. Yeah, like, like we're twenty, you're twenty seven, I'm twenty eight. Yes. Like they're they're not that much. These are also COVID kids as well who yeah. you know had to. I think they wasted essentially wasted a year of eligibility because of COVID and that yeah. weird season. So I think uh, even you know even the the rookies or I'm sorry the freshmen who were came out of this draft were guys who were in the COVID class and like that kind of you know we see guys like Derek Whitehead and and Derek Lively were the one and two recruits and you know that didn't shake out at it's, all in the draft. It's just jarring to me because I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Slauson's you know his page here and. The 2018-19 King season seems like it was a while ago. That yes. was the scores were here. Yes, Fox was a, a second-year player. Was that his freshman year? That was his freshman year. The scores were here in 2018-19. He played 26 games. Wow. Amon Shumpert was playing for the Kings. Yeah, Amon Shumpert's career has been over for yeah, five years. Yeah, Willie Cauley-Stein was rim running, and Fox had the big hair, and he was kind of still coming into wow. his own. And 
Yeah, he was playing 26 games for Furman that year. Wow. Five years. That's crazy. So, I mean, that's, that really speaks to it. I mean, this is a guy who, much like what, what it seems to be the trend with Monty, is a guy who spent some time in college and uh, developed in college as well. Uh, last year averaged 15 points per game, seven rebounds, 3.2 assists, 1.5 steals per game uh, in 36 games for the uh, Paladins. He also earned the Southern Conference Player of the Year Award and helped the Paladins to their first NCAA NCAA tournament in 43 years. So shout out uh, Jalen Slauson for uh, for a great college career. I'm sure he yeah. will go down in history as one of the best Furman to ever uh, play the game. The Furman. The Furman. Guess, guess the mascot. It's they're the Paladins. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what that is. Yeah, they're the Paladins. I think it's like has something to do with water. I think it's like a water king or something. I don't know. I honestly don't know. So is their mascot like <laughs> Aquaman or something? I think so. I'm, if I, I would almost put... Um, I would put just about everything I own that their mascot has a trident I, in some form or fashion. I like that guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, but, I, well, I don't even know where Furman is, by the way. Yeah, I was. I, that's kind of the theme with this Jalen Slauson, at least the analysis that we're about. Like, I, I don't really have much to add on Jalen Slauson. He seems like... South Carolina. South. It is. Furman is in South Carolina. South, there you go. The more you know. Um, he seems like a guy who, in theory, you know, and again, when we're talking about the 54th pick, it's... It's a borderline miracle if uh, if those guys even end up making yeah. or playing a single minute of NBA basketball. But, um, you know, if he is going to pan out, it seems like is a guy who's um, going to be defensive minded, but also a little bit kind of, uh, you know, at listed at six, seven. He's going to be a smaller Small ball four, maybe? Small, small ball four, small ball five. I think he played a lot of five in played college. Played a lot of center in college. Yeah, and like small ball five, and you can stretch the four. The defensive numbers are good, obviously. Yeah, it's a, it's really a, impressive. It, it's a quote-unquote weaker conference. Yes, uh, definitely. But, I would say, the, what is it, the, the Southern Conference? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, when you pick someone at 54, you just got to hope maybe at some point they can pan out into some kind of role yeah. player. And uh, I, I do think that we'll see a lot of him, obviously, this summer. Uh my prediction is he'll be a Stockton All Star. Like he'll just be a guy. I could see it. Well yeah, definitely. Just athletic, can shoot, mm-hmm. is a defender. Um, but we talked about this before. The Kings second round picks. Like the Kings need to get something from a second round pick at some point. Yes. Will it be him? I don't know. Colby Jones. I feel like it's kind of like uh, a little skewer because he should be a first. He round should pick. right. He's a first but round talent. This could be like the, the first second round pick the Kings have gotten actually some actual yeah. production out of. And uh, since who? Since. Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah is that Thomas the last probably, one? Yeah. Uh, like, I, if we're talking, like, realistic, like, impact, like, sure, yeah, you could say Frank Mason. But, yeah, realistically, yeah. Isaiah Thomas. He started at point guard for a little no. bit. Not started I'm not uh, off the bench I'm for a little bit. that, though. You can't count that. No, I love Frank. G League MVP, but. G League MVP. Yeah. And then I don't even know where he is now. No, no um, But, no, no I mean, you cool. hope to get some production out of him, obviously. But uh, I, I am excited to watch. I think the Kings have a solid summer league squad we get to watch next week. Yeah, I think we try to say that three times fast. Solid summer league. I don't know. What yeah. do it. Sla- <laughs> and then say Slauson. Slauson, yeah, too. Slauson summer Slauson, league squad. Summer league, solid summer league start squad. to his summer league. I can't do it. Sorry. No, it's fine. I'm thinking about how I do it again. Uh, but you think about you have Slauson, you have Keon Ellis, you have uh, Colby Jones, obviously. Yep. What, what was the kid they just signed the other day? The Bro. Don't I was at the Giants started. game, and you guys were blowing up the Sacramento Don't media get chat. Me started, and this guy looks like a total unit. As I completely forget his name and go search did, for what I his name too. is, it, that's the way this, that's the way this goes. Uh, his name is Jake Stevens. Jake Stevens, and he is now my king. Apparently, he is a king, but he's also my apparently, king. Apparently, according to the local guy Drew Slauson, that ended local his season. guy. 
It's that local guy. That local guy. Come on. That local guy with the Local guy. He uh, Slauson ended his season. <laughs> really? Uh, apparently. Oh, let, man. Let me, let me get the game logs here. I, I would, for, for those uh, who have some spare time right now, I would highly recommend you just go look up Jake Stevens' career highlights. You will you'll be excited. He, it's the kind of guy who you just can't help but be excited. Do you know it, who college you went to? Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Uh, yes. So Furman beat Chattanooga, eighty-eight seventy-nine. Uh, Jake Stevens had twenty-five Ooh. points on nine of sixteen shooting, eight wow. rebounds, two blocks. What did he shoot from three? Uh, Jake Stevens. Because shot. we haven't released what makes Jake Stevens so intriguing yet. He so. was two of six, but okay. Jake Stevens, as you talked about. His numbers, 22 points per game, 9.8 rebounds, 55 from the field, 40% from three. How many blocks per game also? 2.2. How about that? So here's the thing. This is what makes Jake Stevens such an intriguing prospect, and we've been burying the lead on this. So those numbers, 22, just under 10 rebounds, 2.5 blocks, 40% from three, 50% from the field. Wow, what a player. How could you get more exciting than those numbers? Jake Stevens is seven feet tall with a seven ten wingspan. What? A seven ten wingspan. Wait, is, are you? I am not joking. And the Kings have just signed this man to a an exhibit ten contract. The Kings didn't draft Amani Bates. <laughs> this is about as what close to hype of Amani Bates as you're going to get from me. And I, I ended up, for those who don't listen to my daily show, I did end up falling off the Imani Bates hype train. There's a lot there that is definitely questionable about Imani's game. What Jake Stevens brings just from a measurable perspective, again, seven feet tall, seven ten wingspan. This guy looks like a giant. And this dude is shooting 40% from three. There's something there. Now, okay. whether he's going to be soft or mobile enough to play in the NBA – Totally legitimate. Absolutely. I will hear you out on that. The dude is seven feet tall and shoots 40% from three. I'm willing to at least give him a risk or a try. Who has a 7'10 wingspan in the NBA? Um, You could probably look it up, but I would guess. I don't think Giannis has a 7'10 is like absurd. Um, seven foot wingspan is absurd. Rudy Rudy Gobert maybe has a seven ten wingspan. Um, I would guess Taco Fall probably had a seven ten plus wingspan. But I mean, besides that, you're just you're Chris. What, go ahead. Can you guess what the longest wingspan in NBA history is? Uh, I would guess Bull Bull at eight something. I will tell you right now. After the break, it's a uh, minute bowl. Oh, eight, I was close. Eight foot six inches. That's massive. No one else in the NBA right now has a wingspan seven ten or taller or longer. Really? Uh, Mo Bamba has seven ten. Boban has seven ten. So we're talking about a guy. So we're talking about Boban, but can shoot. Boban can shoot forty percent <laughs> from three. This man would have the longest wingspan in the NBA currently. Wembenyama. Wow. Uh, there's varying uh, different reports on his wingspan. Oh, right. That's a great. Yeah, uh, it's great supposedly show. over eight foot, but it's un- it's unconfirmed here. Yeah. It's saying I'd it's unconfirmed. Um, but I'd imagine he's up there too. But so that's what we're talking about here. But it, right. measurable wise, somebody who measures again measures the size of Victor Wembenyama. Um, Are the Kings the favorites for summer league now? I'm kidding. Kind of. I'm not going to say no. Um, is Jake Stevens no, I mean, the kryptonite for Victor Wembanyama? All I'm saying is that if things go well for Jake Stevens in this summer league, 
don't allow a mic in front of my face because I'm going to say some absolutely ridiculous things. But um, yeah, so this is this is the land that we're living in. Is Jake Stevens is our king, and uh, he is a king, and this is the world that we're. Jake living Stevens in. is our king, and the Kings have Slauson on the team. They have Colby Jones, they have yep. Keon Ellis, and we still don't have the full roster. That should come out. There's this another week. guy as well. I think uh, somebody from oh from yeah Alabama uh, Mutz. Yeah, maybe? Mutz. Uh, Mutz. He went to. Justin Mutz, who went to, I believe, Virginia Tech. And he, again, also is a fifth-year senior. Tech. I think he's a sixth-year senior. Wow. This man's a Super sixth. senior. That is a super, super he's, senior. He was in college in 2017. I was wow. in college in 2017. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's insane. <laughs> uh, so the what? Kings, the this is via Hoops Hype. The Kings' um, current confirmed summer league players so far are uh, Jalen Slauson, Jake Stevens, Justin Mutz, Colby Jones, and also shooting guard Dane Goodwin out of uh, Notre Dame. I have not heard that, but uh, that is, again, according to Hoops Hype, and uh, they have a tracker of what everyone's confirmed summer league uh, squads are looking like. Um, Yeah, Not much there. There will be a mini camp this week, and we'll put that out again, sackdownsports.com. I will be able to put that out once we have the full roster, and Mm -hmm. again, we should have mini camp this week. Obviously, tomorrow... Tuesday, we have the uh, welcoming presser for Jalen Slauson, yes. for Colby Jones. Monty yes. McNair will be there as well. Yes. Uh, we did have a chance to talk to him uh, a couple days ago. He could not comment on the, the specifics of the trade. I believe he should be able to tomorrow. Uh, but the, the biggest, obviously the biggest news of the trade night was the Kings yeah. say goodbye yeah. to somebody. And I think I asked that on draft night, when was the last time someone – Got traded by the Kings, or the last time the Kings acquired a player on, that wasn't a rookie or a, an incoming rookie. Um, the Kings is something that they really needed to do this summer. They needed to do it in order to operate uh, more freely and make more big you know, swing for the fences moves. They needed to move Rashawn Holmes' contract. They've been trying to move for almost two years now. Uh, they did that. Rashawn Holmes to yes. Dallas. Yes, the Kings uh, traded number 24, which was the uh, draft rights to one Your Olivier Masson's. Prosper um, out of Mark uh, Marquette. Um, I love the way Adam Silver pronounced his name when he was uh, announced as the pick. How do you say it? He said it just like that. He said Olivier Massons Prosper. Massons. Yeah, he like really hit. He really hit the Massons. Wow. I always thought it was Maxens. I did too. But uh, Massons. Olivier. Yeah. Uh, Oliver. Oliver Maxens Prosper. Prosper. And uh, then Adam Silver comes up. Olivier Massons Prosper. He said uh, abroad for a year. You know yeah, he did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, they sh- they trade off the draft rights to uh, Omax Prosper along with Rashawn Holmes. Essentially, I mean, we haven't gotten the official wording on what the return is, but for what – for the purposes of this podcast, they got it for draft uh, for for cap relief, mm-hmm. and that's that's really the the key to what the Kings did um, was moving on from Rashawn Holmes's uh, what twenty four twenty five million dollars over the next two years about twenty five. Yeah, so they move on from that. Um, they do not get anybody selected at number 24. Um, so that money goes to that that spot, which is about $3 million. That goes with them as well. So that's, Yes, yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's about a combined like $15 million just for this year in terms of opening up money. Um, and now the Kings are positioned to have about $35-plus million in available cap space. They also fourth have most in the NBA. fourth most in the NBA, most amongst a team that is like what you would probably consider a, well, a good time. 
title con- you're, or you're you know, list, I wouldn't say title you're contender. You're the list too, I'm guessing, right? I do, yes. Okay. Uh, the the Keith Smith tweet is what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, Keith Smith um, pointing out which, which teams have uh, the most calf space. If you have it in front of you, you so can read it out. the Kings, basically, what we're looking at here, they're the only team that was a playoff team that has cap space. Yeah. You look at the number one Rockets, they have about $60 million. The Jazz of 47, the Spurs of 38, Kings 35.6. How about that? Pacers 32, Pistons 30, Magic 23. So Rashawn Holmes, that move really just opens up doors because mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Marks, who was a front office uh, executive, he's kind of like the salary cap expert for ESPN. He put out a piece today that kind of laid out which teams have salary cap space, and it wasn't fully updated, and it didn't really conclude that figure. And Basically, the Kings have to renounce the rights to Rashawn Holmes uh, to Harrison Barnes and to Trey Lyles in order to get to that 35. They just got to 35 without doing that. So mm-hmm. uh, now you're in a position where do the Kings go and make a swing for the fences move with you know uh, a Kyle Kuzma or I think Draymond Green was mentioned, but it looks like he's going to go back to Golden State according to Mark mm-hmm. Stein. Um, but the Kings got the flexibility to do that. So from draft night. They might not have brought in Chris Murray or a, a big high-level, not high-level, but high-level prospect in our minds, ones that we researched for a long time. And again, yeah. Colby Jones could be that at 34 when the Kings at 24, sure. But the biggest win of the night, in my opinion, is they free up that cap space because now they have flexibility to operate like a team that can swing and go for a big move. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is just a big uh, that's a big change. I didn't really expect it to happen this offseason. I really didn't expect yeah. that at all because – now that there are some questions that are going to be answered in the next week or two that are going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that cap figure. I mean, they they, they can really realistically go after whoever they want in terms of free agents. It's just a matter of if, if the mutual interest is there. Um, it, it's... It's definitely interesting. I mean, the Kings haven't really been a destination while also having money in as long as I can remember. I don't know if they've ever really even been in that kind of situation Isn't before. Isn't the biggest free agent still Vladi? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Or was it, did Malik become that last year? I don't think you would say that Malik's impact is as big as what Vladi's was. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe as an individual player, um, that can definitely be, that can definitely pan out. Yeah. But I think at the moment it's still Vladi. But if anything, that speaks to, that. I think the point gets across pretty clearly there that the Kings just, they don't. They just don't bring in big names via free agency, um, and, the, and on top of that, they have the mid-level exception as well, yeah. which they can use. Um, which I sounds think the, like the sound. It was twelve point twelve point twelve and a half. But it yeah. sounds like they already have ideas of what to do with that mid-level exception. We have. Yeah, I don't. We I have don't a report. That. Yeah, out of Greece. Yeah, that again. I'm. I, let me just start with. I'm ready for as much as I'm intrigued by this whole process. I'm ready for it to be over. I am tired of the will they won't they tension. Sasha Vizenkov. Yeah. And uh, obviously, he was Greek League MVP twice uh, the past few years. He's a EuroLeague MVP, probably the highest you know hyped king in a long time, uh, or could be king in a long Since time. Bojan Bogdan, Bogdan, yeah, very similar. Uh, according to uh, a Greek report, the Kings are planning on taking a chunk of their mid-level exception and giving it to Sasha, and it's supposed to be in the neighborhood of eight million dollars. Per year, that would be a little less than what Keegan Murray is going to get for next year. I feel like the Keegan Murray aspect has been a big component of this. I've seen multiple uh, Greek sources use Keegan Murray as an, as an example or use him as a maybe a stick, not a sticking point, but I think it's someone that, something that Sasha is looking at saying, I'm going to be playing with or beneath that guy, and he probably thinks he's as good or better than him. They're very similar players, except Keegan probably has more yeah. defensive um, potential. Well, the Kings would take a good chunk of that mid-level exception away and give it to Sasha, who... 
was making $1.82 million in Greece. They're going to give him four times that to come to the NBA. So uh, I don't know how you feel about that. I'm a little wary. I think they could probably get him for less than that. But uh, it sounds like the Kings really want him. Because they're going to go. Yes. His asking price was four to five million. They're giving him eight, allegedly. Yeah. So that's where I was going to start. Is I just don't really love the reporting on all of this. Uh, if you would have looked, I think you can even just Google like what is Sasha's offer right now, and you'll see tons of different yeah. reports. I saw um, there's there's a report out there that they were offering him more than the mid level. There was one uh, that they were I offering him one. the minimum, and then. Uh, the one that that you're running with uh, the the eight and a half, I I also saw that as well. I just I'm not going to believe anything until it's officially signed. It's just like you said, oh, like sure. I'm just I'm just tired of hearing the will uh, they I won't hope. they and all the yeah. reports and like you know Euroleague the 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 papers are great. Like they've done a fantastic job of following this entire saga, but they don't really have like a great grasp of how like NBA front offices operate, and yeah. I think. Sometimes, like, yeah, they'll just say, oh, Sasha's not going to make more than Keegan Murray because he's not going to be playing more. Like, things like that are, like, rational. It makes sense. But, like, when you actually follow NBA, like, that's not no. it's not really an indicator of how things actually get done. So I'm going to hold off on the Sasha money talk. But I think, just as a blanket statement, I think it would be a bad idea to use the mid-level exception on Sasha Vizankov as a guy that you haven't seen yet. I just don't think that – I think the mid-level exception is something that the Kings, on top of their cap space, could really use to bring in somebody really impactful. And if Sasha's kind of already coming over, I don't know why you would use that as something – like, it doesn't make – it was what no, I'm saying. They mean, said, like, why would they use the mid-level exception to get a guy that they're already getting instead of using that mid-level exception to try and bring somebody over via free agency, if that makes sense? No, it does. And also, like, there's a couple other caveats to that, too. If you if you give him that money, uh, you're essentially saying goodbye for sure to Trey Lyles. Like, see you later. I think Trey, so. Trey Lyles yeah. made $2 million last year. He was grossly underpaid. Yeah. Uh, not grossly underpaid, mind you. I mean, he, he – he was a bargain. Like, yeah, he was That's value. A, he it was value, and he played his way into a big payday. Good for yeah. him. Uh, if you give Sasha Vizenkov over six million dollars, in my mind, Trey Lyles, there's no reason to yes. to bring him back. Yeah. And when, in my mind, he might even be the better NBA player. We don't know that yet. We don't yeah. know. Um, it's all hypotheticals. We'll have to see what happens and how that all unfolds. But yeah. um, a couple other things. Do you have any parting words for Rashawn Holmes before we wrap this thing up? Not necessarily. I mean, Rashawn is like. I mean, what a great king. Like, I think to me, that's what you hope to get out of a free agent. Like, Rashawn was signed to be a backup big for like Costa Kufis, right? If I'm not, or Dwayne Deadman. It was, he was a, meant to. Was it five, a two year five or two year 10? Two year 10 million, I think. Yeah, I think 11 or something like that. Yeah. He was brought in to be a backup and then literally played his way a into a starting role and then played his way. Like, Rashawn's contract was not a bad contract when signed. No. It just became a bad contract when the Kings didn't have use for him in a post-Sabonis era. So it's not that Rashawn didn't earn his contract. It's not that he's not a $13 million player. It's just the Kings didn't have a fit for him. And so I, I don't want that to get lost. And I know people who actually watch the Kings understand that Rashawn was incredibly valuable and was a great well, King. Well, you're seeing those but, comments too then, aren't you? People saying like, oh, yes. well, why should we Why should we say bye to him? Or why yes. should we be fans? He, he didn't live up to his contract. No. The man got hit in the face yeah. multiple times, yeah. several concussions. Yeah. And then because the Kings were in a pinch and the opportunity presented itself, 
they traded for an all-star big who's an all-NBA player and one of the best players in the right. league. And you know what? That's unfortunate, but it would not surprise me at all if he goes to Dallas. No, he's going to kill it. He becomes really good He's going to kill it in Dallas. Yeah. He's, like, he's the exact kind of guy who knows his role. He'll do everything that's asked of him. And we know, like, Rashawn is... We had Rashawn Holmes as a starter here for, what, a season and a half? Yeah, and those numbers He were... was good. He was like a real, like, you know, for sure. He's not an all-star by any stretch of the imagination, but Rashawn Holmes is a very, or was at least, a very, very solid starting center. Like, somebody that you would put in, and I'm not talking value, you know, or like replacement level. Like, Rashawn Holmes is your starter, and you're like, cool, we're set there. Like, you don't, I don't think he's the kind of guy where it's like, we have him, but, you know, we can always improve there. I think Rashawn is is more than capable of holding things down at Dallas. Rashawn Holmes is a starter, mind you. 12.5 points per game, 8 rebounds, a block and a half, Great. 65% shooting. He was among Incredible. the leaders in shooting every year. Bring the push shot back. Yeah, and it, it's going to be him with Luka, and if Kyrie's still there, I yeah. mean, him operating with Kyrie out of like a pick and roll, too, mm-hmm. is just going to be disgusting. And yeah. uh, it could be a problem for the Kings down the road. Yeah. I will say I remember... Rashawn did struggle with Savonis, like on defense. Oh yeah, no. So when they were like when when Savonis was in Indiana, I remembered that game. Uh, I think it was the game where De'Aaron dunked uh, mm-hmm. on Savonis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think Savonis had like a double double, and Rashawn yeah. just wasn't able to stop him. But yeah. um, has his faults for sure. I, I think that he was a very well liked king, beloved here in Sacramento. His family too. I think. Everyone loved his parents. And Gotta say, great guy. I mean, like, yeah. it's, it, it's cliche and, like... A lot of off-the-court stuff, too. It's was, actually true. Like, he's a top-notch guy. Top-notch guy. The stuff off-the-court, too, seemed ugly, and it Terrible. seemed like it was a really bad situation. Just bad stuff, yeah. Um, his family, can't say anything else, but great Top-notch family, them. also, yeah. Um, they were great here. And, uh, you know, I think he'll get a nice standing ovation this fall. He will. I, I think he will. And yeah. I think it was unfortunate for him that it all ended the way it did with the injuries and with... Yeah. Sabonis coming in, like, you lose your job, and it all kind of happened at the same time with the off-the-court stuff and yeah. losing his starting job, and I wish it would have gone out uh, differently, but he is going to be a very rich man when his career is over, and he is someone who will find success elsewhere, I think, and the Kings free up a lot of money, so everyone wins, I think. I, I think, think Rashawn is, like, one of, I can't even think of another option. Like, who has signed signed here in Sacramento and actually gotten better? Oh, and even if there is a list, like, Uh, it's a really short list. Because even Malik Monk, you could say, like, he played kind of to this level last year. He he took took a step forward. He took a step forward. Is that the best year of his career last year? Um, Maybe not statistically. Last year with the Lakers, Malik was was putting up numbers. He was really good with the Lakers. Um, Uh, Statistically, though, last year, it was not. You're right. Lakers was a better year for him. Yeah. Really good. I mean, it was good last year. Yeah. Um, Also, side note, Malik Monk didn't start one game last year. I didn't really realize that. Not one. That's incredible. 77. Well, man. actually, that makes sense, actually, because now that I'm thinking about it, Mike Brown would start TD in yeah. games when Herter was out. He would always just opt for TD, which... That's not going to be a thing. Sense, That's yeah. not going to be a thing anymore. Yeah. I mean, unless we're wrong, I just yeah. don't think it's going to be a thing anymore. That's definitely not. Um, no, I don't think anyone's got signed here and gotten better. I mean, Vl- Vladi, maybe? <laughs> right, I mean, yeah. I think Vladi was like a... Like, he was kind of playing with... Most like, impactful here, yeah. At yeah, the end of, like, Magic's career, I think. He was yeah. at the Lakers. and Magic's and career. Stays, yeah, spent some time in Charlotte. He, he, took, he took a step forward for sure. I mean, he had a really good year at the Lakers. Though. He had right. a really good year at the Lakers. Oh, my God. Never but played. even, like, in those bad years when the Kings were like, anyone who wants to sign here, you'll have a role, and you can do whatever you want. Like, I guess Marcus Thornton, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's yeah. just not many people who have came to Sacramento and, like, Especially not used it as like a building block. Like especially a lot of the time, like it's you come to Sacramento, you might play your best of the, your career, and then 
never really have anything else happen to you again. Like I think Rashawn is going to have like, I'd be shocked if he's not still, you know, the Dallas starting center in two or three years. No, so. I think he'll be very impactful. He's young. He's 29. Yeah. Um, young for, I mean, not, not young, young, but you know, well, I'm, 29 in a week. Yeah. So <laughs> you um, can still call it young. As we before we walk out of here, <laughs> yeah. um let's set up free agency. Speaking of free agents that get yeah. get better as you go on. Yeah. Doesn't need to be like a super in-depth thing, but I mean the Kings have money to spend. The next time we talk, they probably will have done something like again, free agency begins for everyone out there Friday, June 30th. This Friday is the 3, legal tampering period, 3 right? 3 p.m. You can agree to deals, you can't sign them. Interesting. So you can agree to a deal, can't sign at three o'clock Pacific time. Uh let me just rapid fire here. Yeah. Rapid fire. Sure. Terrence Davis, staying or gone? Gone. Uh, Alex Len? Gone. Tremendous man too. Gone. Harrison Barnes? That's, we'll talk That's about that next thing. week. We'll, we'll talk about, about that, next, about that week. next week. I will say, okay, let's hypothetical. Harrison is gone. Do you have someone in your brain that, like, is your ideal, if the Kings get this guy, it's a fantastic offseason? No. And that's the problem. And me and Whitey have been talking about, there's no, you cannot convince me that anybody is a clear and obvious upgrade over Harrison Barnes. It's a free. I mean, Chris Middleton, I'll hear you absolutely, but Jeremy Grant and Kyle Kuzma are the two biggest other forward names thrown out there. And we'll talk about it a lot more next yeah, week or yeah. when in our next episode. Well, we might if record something happens, sometime this if something week. happens, we'll definitely break down all yes. that. I will say surface level, I agree. I think yeah. uh, And that's where I'm talking to. Very surface level here. Well, like we can me, get into the weeds of it. But can we agree yeah. that if the Kings move is to retain Sasha retain or not retain sign Sasha retain HB if that's like their kind of money moves this offseason it's it's not a success it's definitely not a successful offseason but I don't necessarily think that that means that they're going to be bad or like or they're worse off I think it's I just think it's really hard to like I've everyone who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about Harrison Barnes I just I would be the first person to tell you that yeah we should replace Harrison Barnes but it's just a lot tougher of an exercise than what easier said than done yeah way easier said than done because there's guys out there that do things better than Harrison Barnes but when you talk about the totality of it all like there's just a lot of steadying presence and like a lot of little things that Harrison brings that just, you know, a guy like Kyle Kuzma, like he's trying to shine. He's trying to prove he's a star there's as well. There's that quote about him. He said, if I, he said about the potential trade with Buddy Heal a couple of years ago, he said, yeah, I was like going to place out in sack. And he's like, I was about to go crazy out there. Exactly. That's not what they here, need. And yeah. Jeremy Grant, and again, we'll get into this more. Or you can for listen sure. to me I every day. But I was wondering if that, because it seems like a likely scenario. Yeah. If you no, for a failure. Because sure. next time we talk, I mean, if HB comes back for, what, three years, 40 The number is also million. going to be yeah. very key for HB for me if they're going to bring him back. They need All I'm going to say is, without getting too into the weeds, they need to make, if they're going to make a move to bring back HB, I hope it's at a point where they have enough money to both bring Sasha or Trey in, retain HB, and have enough money for one more move, whether, whether it be a backup small forward. Like, well, I would think at that point you still have, you have your to. mid-level. I think I'm very. It depends again what they do with Sasha. But, to my knowledge, you can't use like all of your cap space, then use the mid level. I think because that's like cheating. Because the mid levels are teams that don't have cap space. Uh-huh. It's a very gray area. I it, I think that they can use some of it, but not all. It's it's it depends how much cap space they use. Okay. Like I think it changes their cap space if you use the mid level. Like it doesn't affect your cap space if you're over the cap, but if you are under the cap, it does. It's like a confusing thing to me. I don't know. So all I'm going to do is, because I'm not a salary cap expert, we like watching ball and talking about it. Yep. We're going to watch this stuff unfold. Yep. And then we're going to adapt, and we're going to talk about it. But I will say that 
my prediction is the Kings are going to make a move that's going to be surprising. And mm. I think it'll be one that we didn't see coming. Very much like the move to trade Rashawn Holmes. I did not go into draft night thinking at all that Rashawn Holmes yeah. was going to get moved. Just did not register to me. Um, I had a feeling. Did you really? I did. On draft I think night? I said it last week on the pod. Did you really? I think I did. I wish we could I'm pretty sure it. I did. Can we hire a digital guy in the next yeah. couple of months? <laughs> That's We're going to have someone do a, a flashback. That's hilarious. Be like, did you say it? We'll find it. You're funny. What? <laughs> that we're gonna... <laughs> Well, <laughs> anyway, we can't even find a studio, let alone a digital guy. It'd be funny if like a light fell right now. Yeah. Um, okay, Kings free That's agency yeah. next week. Next week, maybe later this week, if something big happens, we'll yeah. we'll hop on. But uh, if something yeah. like huge were happen Friday, like if the Kings were to like sign Chris Middleton, I'd I'd say I'm coming in. We're gonna yes, talk. Absolutely. Uh, I doubt that'll happen, but if it I, does, I wish that would check happen. the feed uh, for Frankie Cardison. Unless you got anything else to add? Uh, no, I mean obviously we'll be, we'll be continuing to write. Chris will be on the air every yeah. day. I'll be writing stuff for the website, yep. but obviously follow us on social media. Go to the website for all the latest news. And um, uh, yeah, I, I I think that's pretty much it. I might go to Oakland to see Yankees A's tomorrow. Really? I think I might stay the night. I need to put in my request for uh, A's tickets. I need to go see an A's game before the end of the year for sure. Sam, I went to opening day, but Sam wants to go account. too, right? Yes, she the does. Yeah, Sam she's never been. Yeah. Pay your respects to the call, Sam. She's just like, yeah, she, yeah. She she, she keeps she, wanting to go see th- the Coliseum, and what I'm like, she think it there's is? nothing to see. It's just like, I mean, I've told her how terrible it is, and like, there is an element of like, uh, I got to see for myself how terrible. Did she watched Moneyball and like Moneyball. She did watch Moneyball. She, and probably, she did like Moneyball's Moneyball. the reason yeah. why. It's the yeah. Brad Pitt effect. You see Brad yes, Pitt, you want right. to go. He yeah. sat here. I tried. Exactly. To, I tried to find that seat. I went to the. I went to the reverse boycott game. Yeah. And I tried to find that seat. I was like telling Ali, like I, I watched it like the day after. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, admit, I didn't sit in the right area. I wanted to like sit in the seat. He sat yeah. at the beginning a, of the movie. That'd be a hard picture. That'll be sick. That'd be tough. But um, no, I don't think anything else is going on. All but, right. Uh, happy free agency. Happy draft. Yes. Now the fun begins. Enjoyed the draft. Happy summer league. Happy summer league. Oh. Right around the corner. California classic. What up? Uh, summer league. I think you're doing a show the day before summer league. A day of summer league. July third. Yes, I'm doing a show July third, July fourth as well. Because uh, wow. no days off. Why would I? Um, so yeah, I mean, if anything breaks NBA wise, which it will, uh, on July third or fourth, you can uh, check. I believe me and Jay Mars will be on air from nine to twelve uh, on the third and the fourth, and then yeah, That's we got fun, summer though. league as well. There'll be a lot of stuff going on. I hope There's so. A lot of movement. I really hope on. so. The fourth of July <laughs> stuff goes down every every year. year. Yeah, well, uh, That's the, KD day. Yeah, the, uh, the third I think or the fourth. The fourth was, was the fourth. KD day. The yeah. third was. DeMarcus Cousins to the Warriors, Warriors Day right. and LeBron James to the Lakers Day. Yikes. That was the California cursed. Classic, and it was, it, was just a, it was a circus. Yeah. Everyone was, like, freaking out. People Can't weren't like, really focusing on the games because they were just thinking about LeBron's going to the Lakers. Yeah. So that was July 3rd, I think, what, 19? So Man. You'll be having some fun time. Feels like yesterday. Um, yeah, the California Classic, July 3rd, we will be able to see Victor Wembanyama uh, potentially. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully he, he he's able to suit up, uh, go against Brandon Miller. I think that's at five o'clock on the third, and then the Kings uh, play at seven. Um, it's Golden State, so that's against Golden State. Yeah. Uh, pods against pods. Yeah, pods. Yeah. Yeah. Pods against Brandon Podzemski. I believe it's oh, and we'll be able to see Trace Jackson Davis right in front of our face. Trace Jackson Davis versus uh, I'm already forgetting his name. Jake Stevens. Jake Stevens. Come on, our king on deck. I can't right. wait. Uh, so uh, yeah, if again, our next episode will uh, possibly be a free agency primer. Will possibly be a free agency uh, reaction. Um, but uh, stay tuned. Stay Stay locked into the feed to uh, to find that episode as soon as it hits your 
inbox. I don't know what it's called. Your, your feed. Whatever device you're yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for Frankie Cardicelli, my name is Chris Watkins. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will talk to you all soon. See ya.